Golfers, Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. I get to help people all day long, and this podcast is to talk about that because I get to see a lot, do a lot, be a part of a lot of learning journeys, and I want to um, pass that along. I want you to make better decisions. I want you to keep working hard towards your goals, whatever they are. I'm not here to tell you what your goal should be, just to hopefully give you a few more tools, resources, and best practices to get you to where you want to be. This is chasing your best because I want you to chase your best, whatever that means, and uh, have fun. Golf is supposed to be fun. Remember that. This podcast is all about having fun and uh, making better decisions, learning a little bit, learning a little bit, trying to get a little bit better every day in the pursuit of what's important to you. Welcome back to the pod. Let's get it rolling. Before we get it rolling, leave this thing a review, share it with a friend. That helps absolutely more than you know. It's been growing, but hey, that next level means a lot to me and I wanna get there. We're about to roll over 100,000 career plays. I think that's pretty cool. And uh, thank you for being a part of that. If you're new, that's awesome. If you've been here for a while, that's amazing too. But let's talk about golf improvement. Part of the improvement process is practicing how to practice. Are you putting in enough time? What is the thing that's holding you back from playing better? All of this stuff is really, really important. And I just want to have a thorough discussion today about how you can really like dial in or set up your perfect practice plan. When you head out, what should you be working on? Have some guidance, make better decisions, work on the things that are going to give you the greatest return. That is how you game plan for success. If we're starting from the beginning, how do we practice? What should we practice? How much time should you put in? Well, let me start with some generics, and then we'll work our way into the specifics. Generically speaking, I find that most golfers will put enough time into the game. And let's define practice as something that is not done while we're playing for a meaningful score. So if you're out playing and your score is really important to you, it's going to be difficult for you to zone in on practice. Practice is done away from the big game. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they were not practicing their free throws during the game. That was done away from the game with a combination of technique, repetition, uh, evaluating from different efforts, and just constantly motoring. So we have to start with what is practice? If you're just out playing golf and never setting aside time to practice, you're not practicing. Practice can be done on the golf course, but you have to decide before you go play hey, I'm just going to go play for practice. I'm going to maybe drop a couple balls here and there. I'm going to work on some different shots. And oh, by the way, my score doesn't matter that much because I'm practicing. All right. Now, how much time should you set aside for practice? It depends on where you're at. This is kind of a generic bland answer. I don't like bland answers, but this so much of this depends on getting to know yourself and where you're at. If you are trying to break 100, I would say you should be practicing an hour a week to 90 minutes. If you're trying to be scratch or better, I would say you should be practicing between four and eight hours a week. And like I said, a lot of this is generic and bland. I don't like that. We'll get into the specifics, but you need to kind of figure out where you're at in your learning curve. Are you just learning how to move and build muscle memory? Well, then you should practice more. Are you more mature in your career and you have some muscle memory to go off of? Well, then you can practice less. Are you happy with where you at or are you trying to get to somewhere new? What's the thing you need to work on? But generically speaking, people spend enough time playing golf 
They just need to allocate some of that time to practicing golf. Now, there's a few different kinds of practice. There's technique practice where you're practicing specifically on your technique. That could be golf club technique. That could be how you move technique. That could be any version of technique. And then there's performance. Performance has to do with using your technique to hit golf shots. I think most people show up and they're trying some version of performance practice where they're trying to hit golf shots at their target. All right, that's a version of performance practice. Now, performance practice that I like better is showing up and really trying to dial it in. Like, if you're going out for performance practice and trying to hit shots like they matter, you should be going through your pre-shot routine just like you would be on the golf course. You're trying to set that mental state of mind very similarly to how you would be playing golf. And by doing so, you will bridge your gap between your practice and your play. And then I would say you have like skills and drills, which is another part of practice where you could be out just practicing random skills, doing drills that would be meaningful to you, uh, working through different ball flights, working through whatever whatever's important. And that's so much of this is just the self-awareness or self-assessment to be able to sit back, look in the mirror and figure out, hey, what what do I need to work on? What is my miss? Is my miss a chunk? Is it thin? Is it off the heel? Is it off the toe? Is it open-faced? Is it closed-faced? Is it is it me hitting the ground early? Is it me hitting the ground late? Is what what is the thing that I need to work on? Does my hand is my hand-eye coordination poor? Am I capable of hitting it near the middle of the club face? Is my technique bad? And um, all of these little things add up to big things. So if you're really lost, the first thing I would like you to dial in is to have decent motion and decent technique. If you do a little bit of studying, watch some professional golfers, you don't have to be the same, but generically speaking, moving through the full range of motion like a golfer would and using the club like a golfer would, keeping the arms relatively straight, especially through the hitting area like a golfer would, all of those things are really important because that is building out your foundation for you to be able to stack skills on top of it. So everyone should pursue good movement and relatively good technique. That continues to be important later down the road. The adjustments become much more subtle. Once you've done that, then you can really focus in on creating good contact. Good contact is ultra important when creating a ball flight that you can trust. All that means is hitting the ball near the middle of the club face and hitting the ground in front of the ball. The better you get, the closer that is to hitting it near the middle of the face. So for example, if you're playing the best golf, you're probably gonna hit the ball in less than a quarter sized sweet spot. If you're trying to break a hundred, well, if you're putting that thing on the club face consistently, you're doing pretty good. You're on your track to breaking a hundred. And then after we've created good contact, we can then work towards really owning our dispersion. And that has a lot to do with contact and then club face control. And then what are we doing with our swing path? If you've never heard the term swing path, your swing path is the general direction your golf club swings. And the general direction your club swings, the ball will tend to curve the opposite relative to what the club face is doing. You can think about ping pong or tennis if you have any experience there. Those things, a, a ball is curved the same way no matter what sport you are playing. So if you're playing ping pong and your paddle is swinging to the right, the ball is likely to curve to the left unless you leave the face wide open. All right, so your curvature is a combination of your face and your path. But in golf, what we want is we want a club that is working on our swing plane line, especially from about waist high to waist high, is the club face is relatively square to our swing arc and our swing path is traveling towards the target or even a few degrees to the right of our target for a right-handed golfer or referred to as inside out. Most good golfers are gonna swing 
a little bit inside out or relatively square. Some might even swing a little bit outside in, but the majority of the time they're swinging slightly inside out. There's more that goes into that, but we've done podcasts on that before and I can do podcasts on it again in the future. If you have any questions, as always, I'd love for you guys to send me a note about what you'd like to know because I don't know what you don't know. But let's dive back into practice. So allocating our time to practice. We need to practice technique, we need to practice performance, we need to practice skills, and we need the right combination of those three ingredients to help you bake your cake. Think of it like a recipe, like what are the ingredients you need? At what stage of your development are you in? Are you early? Are you late? Are you going through a specific problem? Where are you at? All right, now, golf practice is not only practicing on the range. It is very important that you also practice your short game and you practice your putting. Short game and putting are more than 50% of your score often. So if you're looking at assessing, hey, how do I shoot better scores? Frequently, we can play better golf closer to the hole and shoot better scores. It's often very low hanging fruit as you get closer to the hole, just being more proficient with your wedges and your putter and getting the ball in the hole and less strokes will lead to lower scores. Now there's some really great apps right now that will track your data and your shots gained I would encourage you to use those apps because they'll give you a baseline for game planning. Uh, the one my clients like the most is 18 birdies. There's a couple other apps that are that are really good. The thing about using an app to track your stats that I like is that you have your, tra- your stats tracked. The thing that I don't like is for some adults, it can lead to paralysis by analysis where they're very concerned in the moment about their statistics versus playing golf. While you're on the golf course trying to play your best, you wanna be present trying to play golf. Don't, don't worry so much about your stats. Do your best to, to keep up with them if they're important and, and they really are important, but you can also do them after the round if you keep markings on your scorecard or there's a variety of ways to do it. It's really good to have those to look back on and know, hey, here's where I'm trending. Here's what I'm good at. Um, The shots gained thing is a really valuable statistic and you can compare it to the handicap level you would like to be. And that just really paints a picture. It's like, hey, I'm driving the ball good, but oh, I'm not hitting that many greens and I have too many putts. And then you can can really work on the things that you're losing on. So as I've gotten more mature with this and statistics have become more readily available, I've really turned that uh, strokes gained as a way to, to help game plan. Other than strokes gained, keep your greens and regulation and your putts. Uh, those are also very valuable. And if you just kept those two stats, you can reverse engineer most everything else you need to figure out. Are you hitting enough greens? Great. If you're not hitting enough greens, you're either not striking it well, or you're not hitting enough fairways, or you're not hitting it far enough, and you can figure it out from there. And then putts. Are you How often are you putting? Are you making birdie putts? All of this stuff adds up and really matters. But let's circle back to practice. I find that you can be productive practicing kind of two different ways. One is to maintain your intensity as long as you can. And then when that is over, be done practicing or go do the other style of practice which is just like a fun, creative flow style of practice where you're just, you're experimenting, you're having fun, you're hitting shots, you're being creative, you're messing around, hitting hitting different shots and, and just working through things that are unique or different. That kind of practice can be uh, very good as far as both relieving stress and also helping to keep you balanced. And then the intensity practice, that is the kind of practice that's really gonna translate to your, the intensity practice is the style of practice that's really going to help you 
get the most return on your time and also help you perform when it really matters, like in a tournament. A lot of players default to just mindlessly hitting balls, which is about the worst thing you could do with no direction. So if you can only focus for 15 minutes, that's fine, but focus on what's important and then move on to the next thing. You'll find that it's very difficult to maintain that focus for for most of us for more than 30 minutes. For, for really good players, players that are trained, they may be able to push this number up to one, two hours, maybe even more than that at the professional level. But even then, there might be breaks in between the focus practice sessions. Again, the creative style of practice too is fine, but don't just wander, wander and mindlessly hit golf balls. It really will not give you the return on your time and if we're talking about improving, that's what we want. We want we want to make changes, we want to make sustainable changes, and we want to implement those things. I try not to add more time to the time budget because golf is already something that's very time consuming and most people frankly don't need to add more time to their time budget. They just need to allocate their time a little differently. Anyway, y'all, I hope this conversation sparked some ideas for how you can practice and get a little more out of your time, your precious time, the commodity that is and uh, give you some ideas. If you have questions, as always, shoot them to me anytime. I like knowing what you don't know. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend. I appreciate you for hanging out. We will catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.